You're listening to a message from Maranatha Church of Jacksonville. For more information, please visit our website, maranathajax.com. Hello, Maranatha Church. Welcome back to the podcast. We are here in week 11 of our Acts series, and we are almost done. We are at the end of it. This is the last, second to last week. This Sunday will be our last Sunday in the book of Acts. So we are in week 11 and uh, looking at Acts 19 through 21. And this is Paul's third missionary journey at the very beginning of his third missionary journey. This past Sunday, Pastor Brian had an awesome uh, sermon about Paul uh, talking to these uh, people who didn't understand about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he talked to these people that only understood about John's baptism. And so Paul told them about this Holy Spirit and they received it, received him, received the Holy Spirit, and they were changed. And so if you haven't heard that message, go back this past Sunday and listen to that. So going from there, uh, Paul now is still in Ephesus and doing ministry here. And he actually spends quite a long time. I think it's the most time he spends in a specific place in the book of Acts. He spends about two years in Ephesus. And so here in Acts 19, starting with verse 11, I want to read this passage here that talks about what Paul, some of Paul's ministry here. So it said, God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hand so that even faith's cloths or aprons that had touched his skin were brought to the sick and the disease left him them. And the evil spirits came out of them. So you see this ministry of healing and deliverance that Paul uh, that the Lord uses Paul to do for these people. And kind of in, in weird, I don't know, say weird, but extraordinary says uh, miracles that these um, these handkerchiefs were used um, to touch the sick and they were healed. So it says uh, in verse 13, now some of the itinerant Jewish exorcist, which an exorcist is somebody who uh, performs uh, deliverance of um, demonic possessed people, they also attempted to pronounce the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. So kind of a strange way to say it, because it doesn't sound like these Jewish exorcists actually have a relationship with the Lord, because they're saying, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. So it doesn't even seem like they have a real personal relationship with Jesus, yet they're still trying to perform miracles uh, in his name. So it says, seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish high priest, were doing this. The evil spirit answered them. So we see the evil spirits talking here. I know Jesus and I recognize Paul, but who are you? Think about how defeating that must be for these people who are trying to um, deliver these uh, demons from these people. The, de- the demonic are saying to them, "Who? Are- we don't know who you are. We know Jesus, we know Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, overpowered them all and prevailed against them so that they ran out of the house naked and wounded. When this became known to everyone who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, they became afraid and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high esteem. So the Lord got glory uh, for this. They, they, people ran to him, um, which is, there's, that's, that's a great uh, sign there. And many who had become believers came confessing and disclosing their practices, while many of those who had practiced magic collected their books and burned them in front of everyone. So they calculated their value and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. In this way, the word of the Lord flourished and prevailed. So you see that Paul was doing 
through the power of the Holy Spirit, he was performing these miracles where people were, were being healed of their sick and demon-possessed people were being delivered. But then there was people trying to do this same thing in the name of Jesus through Paul's preaching, but it didn't seem to work out because these Jewish exorcists didn't have their own relationship with Jesus. They weren't filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says at the book, at the end of Mark 16, when he is about to ascend, giving the, the, the great commission, Jesus says that those who believe in me, these are the signs that will accompany them. They will drive out demons in my name. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes. If they should drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. So Jesus says that those who believe and are filled with the Holy Spirit, they're going to perform these miracles of, of healing, healing the sick. They're going to perform miracles of delivering evil spirits from other people. And so you see this happening here in Acts where Paul's doing this. Um, other people are trying to, but they don't have a relationship with the Lord. And what ends up happening is they end up getting beaten by that. But this becomes a really uh, big event here in Ephesus. And actually, when people are burning their 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 false idols and their gods and their and their practice, their magic and their books, they're burning these things, it actually starts a riot in Ephesus. And so you see that in Acts 19, 21 through the rest of the chapter, verse 41, you see a riot in Ephesus rise up where these guys who made a living off of these false gods and all idols and they said, you know, Paul's causing this to happen because he's preaching this gospel and now people are getting saved and they're not needing to buy our idols. And they're not needing to come to Ephesus to serve this great god Artemis, which was one of the ancient seven, seven wonders of the world. This idol of Artemis, this uh, uh, this goddess of uh, uh, fertility goddess. So people from around that world would come to Ephesus and it was a a great destination for people to come and spend money in Ephesus. It was an attraction uh, that people would come and visit, spend money. So these people making money in there didn't want people to stop coming. They didn't want people to stop buying their little idols because this is how they were making money. So there was a big riot happening and people all joined in this amphitheater and they started chanting, great is Artemis of the Ephesians, great. And it says they chanted this phrase for two hours. And people were encouraging Paul not to go into the the uh, the amphitheater because he would get you know beaten or even killed. So hey, don't don't go in there, Paul. But you could hear this chant in the whole city. And so even though we see a, a great powerful ministry of healing and deliverance happen here in Ephesus, we see something stirred up because the enemy doesn't like when the power of the Holy Spirit uh, is activated and seeing. Um, people getting healed and, and released off of things. The enemy doesn't like that. And there's a big riot that happened. And this can happen in our own lives, that as we are called to a ministry of healing and deliverance through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, there can be things that happen afterwards that are riots. So I just got back from a youth camp with about 100 teenagers. And uh, every night during worship, I felt a... Um, I felt a, uh, an evil evil presence in the room. And I felt like there was a lot of these students that were um, chained by things. And as we were singing, I actually had a hard time singing because I was um, in, the, in the presence of the Lord. I, I was actually weeping um, over these students because um, I wanted to see them be set free. And I asked the Lord, how, how can I, how can you use me in this moment? 
And I felt like the Lord was saying, hey, I'm, I'm working on their lives right now. I want you to sit back and pray. I want you to sit back and worship me and see what I'm going to do in these students' lives. So that's what I did. I sat back and worshiped and prayed constantly for these students. And over the, the week, I felt like the, the, the thickness of, of the darkness that these students had on their lives, I felt like it was um, being released. And after every single night, um, it was such a release and the, the, that presence went away. By the end of the, the last night, there was such a freedom in that room that these kids were experiencing. And so I was thanking God for the ministry that he allowed me to, to be a part of, even if it was just uh, praying for students. I went around praying for, for many students, laid hands on them and prayed for them that the Lord would release them. And I, and I saw that. And so for one thing I did, though, afterwards is I prayed a prayer of, of release because I didn't want anything um, in that room to... Um, try to jump on me, kind of like what we see in Acts 19 here. I didn't, I didn't want anything to try to um, disturb me or take away my peace. And so there's actually a certain prayer that I prayed, and I found it from a ministry called Christian Healing Ministries, which I encourage you, if you want to learn more about um, the ministry of healing and deliverance, go to Christian Healing Ministries uh, website. It's a, it's a Jacksonville-based ministry. And you can find certain prayers that they have typed out for people to pray over yourself, over your family, over your friends. Uh, if you're in ministry, praying it over yourself after after an intense time of ministry, like I went through at camp, I prayed this certain prayer over me that the Lord would uh, protect me from anything that tried to, quote, riot against me, kind of like in Acts 19. And I believe that that is what we're called to do. I believe that as Christians, as people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are called to this ministry of healing and deliverance, that the Lord wants to use us in these ways. Uh, the enemy does not want us to, to be used in these ways, and so he is going to try whatever he can do to stop this, but the Lord is way more powerful than he is, and when we're obedient to what the Lord wants to do through us, through the power of the Holy Spirit, when we're obedient, when we open our mouths and we pray against the enemy, the word of the Lord flourishes. Um, the Lord, the Lord's name is held like in Acts 19 verse 17. The Lord's name is held in high esteem. He receives the glory. He's lifted up. The enemy is put down. So I believe that uh, we are called to pray uh, for over ourselves, for protection over ourselves. We are pr to pray for protection over our families. We're to pray for endurance um, because riots can happen. And so in uh, in closing here, in Ephesians, at the end of Ephesians 6, so speaking of Ephesians, Paul writes to these people in Ephesus and gives them instructions. And so if you want to know more about what he said, just read the book of Ephesians. So at the end of Ephesians 6, um, he gives a, which is very common for us to understand this, or we know, we know this passage. Uh, Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God. And he says, finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having prepared everything to take your stand, stand. So I want to pray right now that we would be full of the power of God through his Holy Spirit, that we would be ready to um, fight in um, spiritual warfare. 
And what that looks like is we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We're always filled with the Holy Spirit. We're praying constantly. And that's our battle is we, we pray and ask the Lord to do what he can do, his power um, to overwhelm the enemy. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your, your, your ministry of healing and deliverance. Jesus, we see that in the gospels, how you walked around with such authority, with such power that the enemy would come and bow at your feet. And Lord, we ask right now that you would fill us with this, with the Holy Spirit continually fill us. We pray for your power to be released through us, that as we pray for individuals who are um, in harms, they're, they're feeling the enemy, the, the, the oppression of the enemy. I pray that we would be used um, to see people released from these things, Lord, that you would protect us, protect our families, Lord, uh, physically, Father, that as we um, pray against these things, Lord, you would protect us physically. Um, we thank you, Lord, for this ministry. We thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us, Lord. Use us, use our church at Maranatha to see people come to know you, to be released, to be free, and to walk in the freedom that you have for us, Jesus. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.